It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors. Brought to you by Trax Power Sports Rentals. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. KSL Outdoors with Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Onward into hour number two of this first program of 2023 for KSL Outdoors Radio. Pleasure to have you with us this morning. Tim Hughes and Russ Smith still in the studios here at uh, Broadcast House in downtown Salt Lake City. And uh, coming up in a few minutes, we'll be joined by Bob and Mark. Mark Wade, Bob Grove. We'll see where the boys want to take us on their road tripping segment. Allison uh, Palmatier is going to join us from uh, Ski Utah. We'll talk about the uh, Ski Utah Passport Program, Navi, that you are such so high on because uh, you've seen the benefits of getting your kids started young. And here they are in their 20s and still going after it with their friends who gather uh, my guess is some of the same kids that they started skiing with so many years ago. It's just a great thing. It makes them healthy and happy and, more importantly, keeps us close. And it's something we do together as a family. And my wife's always afraid the boys are going to leave us forever. <laughs> so when we wake up, I, what ski resort are we going to? And she says, find out where the boys are going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, to see them out on the hill has been a treat for us to watch them from the time when was that first trip we took to Whistler? I think maybe that was the first time we skied with the boys. Uh, the youngest one was seven, and the oldest one was eleven. Yeah. So, and now they're twenty-eight and twenty-three or something. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Cra- it's crazy. Uh, but yeah. even back then, you could tell that these kids were going to be special with boards on their feet. And uh, watching him today, I think Mickey skis as much backwards as he does forwards. <laughs> 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 we don't ski fast enough for him. Yeah, well, that's okay. Uh, I've I've occasionally gone backwards, but it wasn't because I tried. It just right. s- sort of happened that way. All right, uh, let's get started this way, shall we? You know what this means? Yeah, gotta have faith. Yes. Faith Jolly is back with us, uh, the only guest we ever have on this program that has her own theme music as we uh, dig back in the uh, music archives for a little George Michael this morning. Happy New Year, Faith. Yes, we're just starting the year off right with some theme songs. We are, actually. Uh, and you said you did quite a bit of sledding with the little one uh, over the holidays? I did, yeah. We're, we're enjoying all this snow. I know there's a lot of haters out there, but we're loving it. So I say bring it on. Yeah, uh, you and Navi are kindred spirits in that regards. He, he gets pretty <laughs> upset when people want to, you know, talk badly about having snow on the ground around here. Right, right. All it's right. fun and it's good for animals, you know. It is. It's the wildlife. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to talk today about uh, the bald eagle viewing opportunities, and there's a little bit of change that I want to make sure people are aware of because it's spread out over a number of weeks, the first of which is coming up soon. But before we get there, can you just share with me the, a little bit of the information that you sent over in a press release uh, a day or two ago about the number of wildlife that were illegally killed in Utah in 2022? People, I think, are going to be surprised at these numbers, and particularly the amount of money we're talking about uh, when it comes to uh, losses here. Yes, it's it's always really, like, 
frustrating for us to see. Um, so, yeah, last year the number was slightly higher than the number of animals that were illegally killed the year before in 2021. But, yeah, we had a, a, over 1,200 wildlife that were illegally killed in Utah. Um, the bulk of those are usually fish, people just, you know, either accidentally or intentionally keeping too many at a certain water body that they're fishing. Um, but we also had some trophy deer, trophy elk, and, yeah, the total combined value of those wildlife was over 600000 which wow. is crazy. So, um, yeah, and, again, these are just it, – it's frustrating because, it, you know, we have a lot of really, really good – I would say the majority of hunters and anglers in Utah are law-abiding. They want to do it right. They care about wildlife conservation. And then you just have some of these bad actors that are just – you know, wasting the animals a lot of times, just taking the antlers, that type of thing. So it is really frustrating. So we're trying to plug that message, just that reminder. It does happen here in the state. You know, poaching does, isn't just, you know, a problem elsewhere. And we'd really like people's help, um, you know, reporting some of these illegal activities. But Faith, this is just a number that's been recorded, right? Correct. Yes. So, so these what, are the ones that we actually know about. Any, any, tried to investigate. Anyone research and figure out Based on that number, what it re- what is the total number really? You know, so it's got to be quite a bit more. Yeah, so, I mean, the, like I said, this is kind of the number that we know yeah. of, yeah. Um, you know, that we've either had reported or that we found or, or right. have, you know, mm. prosecuted. So, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's hard to say That's if, you know, yeah. we don't know about it. But, yeah, so it is a lot. And, we, yeah, again, we're, we're just trying to get the public's help in trying to, you know, report some of these some of these things. I'm kind of yeah. curious. Yeah, go ahead, Nobby. Um, you know, as I fish in Wyoming and I fish in Montana and Colorado, and so I get their information too. Their their fishing game are linked to my emails, and they're suffering the same issues. This is a pervasive problem. It's not just Utah. Um, mm-hmm. What what the people need to understand that these are our animals, and really law enforcement is not going to be able to control it. Everybody has a responsibility. Each one of us to to take a hand in this and not only look, watch, but report. Because these are our animals. Yeah. I'm kind of curious, Faith, and maybe you, uh, if you don't know the answer to this, that's okay. But how do they attach a value to one of these animals? Uh, five of these were moose. One was a mountain goat. One was a bear. Fourteen cougars. Yeah. So the permits are different cost amounts, um, just, you know, based on interest. And a lot of them, you know, a trophy animal that, you know, quote, unquote, trophy that's bigger size antlers, older age they're going to also be worth more than maybe a smaller buck. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of how they they associate the cost is based on the permit cost, but then also just the actual animal, you know, a limited entry, huge bull elk, that permit, that opportunity is worth more in value than, you know, just a smaller general season animal. So that's kind of where some of that figure comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Before we move on, here's another number we should share. A total of 4,074 citations were were issued in 2022. Uh, 66 people had their hunting or fishing privileges suspended in the state compared to 54 suspensions in 2021 and only 35 uh, in uh, 2020. So it does look like it is a growing problem, which is frustrating, mm-hmm. not just for you, but for anybody that loves our, our wildlife in the state. All right. Um, you said there's some changes that you want to make people aware of for uh, the um, bald eagle viewing coming up. in February traditionally is bald eagle month, is it not? It is, yeah. So that's kind of what we've we've slated as our bald eagle month is February. Um, that's usually kind of the peak time of year that you can see bald eagles as they're migrating through the state. Um, you know, coming back into Utah, going further north. 
but we are there's been some time frame adjustments this year um, primarily because they're coming through southern Utah earlier so kind of the peak time to see them in some of our our southern part of the state is actually mid-January so we're doing our viewing event in kind of the Cedar City area this year um, on January 14th so a lot sooner than than it has been in the past so we want to make people aware of that and then we have three other events um, in kind of northern, further north in the state that will take place in February like normal. Uh, so the one in uh, southern Utah will happen at Rush Lake Ranch, which is located about 12 miles north of Cedar City. Central Utah will happen at the Fountain Green State uh, Fish Hatchery. Is that a coincidence that it's at the fish hatchery or is that sort of a eagle attractor? Yeah, I mean, we that's usually kind of where we help, we hold it just because there are quite a few in that area. Um, I don't think they're usually able to get to the fish because most of our, our, you know, raceways and stuff are in, indoor now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just kind of an, an area that they will kind of congregate that you're able to see them more easily. So it's kind of convenient. We'll just have it there. And then we also have bathrooms at our fish hatchery that people can use. And so it's kind of a nice little viewing spot for I, folks I, that are kind of in the central part of the state. I just picture two eagles sitting on a branch talking to each other, trying to figure out how can we get at them down there uh, right, in, right. The, in the fish hatchery. Northeastern Utah will happen uh, where? Yeah, so this is our same location. We've been doing it at the Oray National Wildlife Refuge, kind of partnering with them on this. Um, in Randlett and Uinta County. Um, so that one will also be February 18th. Um, and, yeah, so that one is a pretty good one to go. And and we usually actually have, for anybody that's either not in that area or is willing to drive a little farther to go, we do typically have lots of other wildlife that they'll see at this location. They've seen porcupines. Yeah. They've seen some big games. So it's kind of a fun one if you're if you're able to kind of make the trek out that way. And then Northern Utah, of course, will uh, be where it always is out at Farmington Bay, right? Yes, at our at our you know Eccles Wildlife Education Center out there, which is so fun, and you can see some like um, eagles that are you know displayed inside the facility, and they're also going to have a live bald eagle encounter that's going to be offered to some oh, of our wow. partners that day. So you can see one up close, you know, and then obviously you can always see some kind of scattered around the bay. Um, that are trying to get carp and stuff there. So I've been to that one the last couple of years, and it's really fun. And I should mention, at all of these, as always, we're going to have our little collectible bald eagle pins. Those are kind of a favorite, and the design this year is really great. So anyway, yeah, make sure to check those out, and you can get those as supplies last at each of these locations. Great stuff. As always, Faith Jolly, thank you. You are welcome. Thanks for having me on. And Happy New Year. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
Time for us to do a little road tripping this week, and we're going to look for some winter fun with the help of uh, Bob and Mark this week. On the road again. Sing along. Just, Just can't wait, wait to get, get off. Actually, Russ is pretty glad he's not on the road I'm again. I'm off the road again. <laughs> <laughs> he was asking the question off the air of both you guys. Want to go to uh, Bismarck, North Dakota? And so far, no takers. I had a good reason, though. I know you did. But it is a little out of the way for just about anybody. I got two new grandkids out of the deal. That's great. Yeah. Uh, and you were doing a little handoff, uh, yeah. which is uh, which is great. Uh, Bob Grove, Mark Wade, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You guys wanted to talk about uh, things to do in the winter months, winter activities here in uh, Utah. And, boy, it's a great year to be doing it. We were talking off the air just before we jumped in to record about the water totals. I'm looking at a map that came out. I posted it on our Facebook page, but uh, I think it was from, well, I'm not sure where it was from. Anyway, statistical data based on uh, on the uh, uh, record set in Utah and where we are as far as average goes. This is snow water equivalent. Much of it down in your area too, Bob, like uh, the Upper Severe, 167% of normal. Uh, southeastern Utah, 192% of normal. Southwestern Utah, 172 And as we record this program on Thursday, I think there's another round coming your way. Yeah, you know, these we're, we're talking about numbers that are above average, which we're not used to saying much lately, but... This, this is the kind of winters we used to have all the time. I, I remember living at Brian Head in the early 90s. This was typical. This is what we'd get all the time, so it's nice to see again. Yeah, and that means, Mark, that there's going to be plenty of opportunities to go out and just have some fun, even if you're not a skier. So you guys have been rounding up lots of different ways to go out and enjoy it uh, as long as you've got the right clothing and have a good time with the family. That's right. You know, we uh, over the Christmas break, we uh, took the family out, went sledding, and and uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about sledding and, and sledding parks or tubing parks and places to go snow snowshoeing and cross country skiing and even snowmobiling. Yeah, let's start with the snowshoeing part of this and the cross country skiing. And Bob, I'll turn to you. Uh, and you suggest being up above seven thousand feet if you're going to go do it and have the best time. Well, yeah, you're going to find more reliable snow up above 7,000 feet, you know, and here I'm in, in the south, so I'm kind of going to focus more on the southern part of the state where I have more experience in um, in these activities, although I I grew up up north on the slopes up in the northern Wasatch area. But, you know, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Cedar Breaks area. What a phenomenal place to go uh, snowshoeing and cross-country skiing. Of course, that's well above 7,000 feet. You're talking about above 10,000 feet, and they've got snow this year. I was okay. just talking to our good buddy Kelly uh, Oldroyd at Thunder Mountain Motorsports at Bryanhead about the conditions, and he says he hasn't seen these kind of conditions in years. He's very excited. He's been very busy with the snowmobile business. Yeah. Mark, did I hear you were just filming some snowshoeing actually at Zion Ponderosa Ranch? Yes, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, the storm was, uh, there was about 18 inches. There was two different storms, 112, 116, piled on top of each other over a couple of days. They've had more since I was there, but the snowshoeing was fantastic there. You know, you're, you're, you're going out to these overlooks, looking right into Zion National Park, and so beautiful with that, that white with the red rock. Yeah. 
One thing we do want to remind everybody, if you're going to go out, uh, don't put yourself in a compromising situation with all this snow, and especially with the content, the water content of this snow is very heavy, and we've had some real avalanche concerns and actually some slides that have been close calls and some that have actually been deadly. Yeah, always, always when you're in steep terrain, be very careful where, you, where you're where you're going, and we recommend you, you know, find some good flat spots or some nice easy ascents mm-hmm. to, to to take on. Nothing too steep. I want to know about this luge run that I saw on your social media. That <laughs> you you were suggesting maybe it was training in Utah for the next Olympic Games. I think. <laughs> well, we found a spot here on the base of Mount Nebo where I live. That was just fantastic. It was about a half-mile road, and there was nobody on it. It was just in the mouth of this small canyon that nobody goes into very much. And we took sleds up there and, and just sled down, sledded down the road. And, and we had some young kids and some, uh, some adults, and they were all going crazy on there. And then old, the old guy of the group was going crazy, too. Yeah. It's one thing to do it uh, in a primitive area that isn't marked out, but there are some places in Utah that are actual parks, and uh, Woodward Park City is actually one that comes to mind. That's a great one. You know, that's uh, not too far away for people on the Wasatch Front. Soldier Hollow on the backside of the Wasatch. And then Park City Mountain Resort has a couple of things that are kind of fun. I was noticing, too, that one of them is a mountain coaster ride that they do, even in the snow. And then they've got a Flying Eagle zip line in the snow. Yeah. And so there's a couple, of, a couple of unique things you can do that are more organized. And Bob Snowmobiling is always a, a big event. We talk a lot about that with Roger Eggett at Bear River Lodge, but there are lots of places around the state to go out and enjoy snowmobiling. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, Roger's place was one that I would highly recommend. There's Beaver Creek Lodge up in the Logan Canyon, which is one of my favorites. Uh, down here at uh, Bryan Head into Cedar Breaks and Duck Creek Village on the Markagun Plateau. And even outstate, you know, our, our places up in the West Yellowstone Island Park area are always a favorite getaway for folks out of the Wasatch. And both of you can talk about this, but one of the other great things about being out this time of year, and Russ, you know this, there's just something, particularly if it's a falling snow while you're there, it's just acoustically feels good. Beautiful. And the animals that you normally, you know, would not see this time of year, Bob, really come out and you get opportunities that maybe you don't get any other time during the year. Yeah, yeah, it is a good time to go out uh, for wildlife spotting. You know, one of my... Actually, one of my favorite places to do that is not in Utah. It's in Yellowstone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, is there a better place? I mean, the the Yellowstone, the winter is actually my favorite season in the park and the wildlife viewing is phenomenal. You know, and next week, Tim, I might mention, you know, uh, talking about uh, winter and snow mo- snowshoeing. I'll probably be at Bryce Canyon. I'll try to get Mark, Ooh. talk to Mark coming down with me, but uh, I'll be in Bryce Canyon. We'll be with our good buddy Lance and, and what a great place to go for winter winter recreation be great to uh check in with him and have him on the show uh it's a wonderful time to be down there and again some of the things when you see the snow on the red rock of uh, bryce canyon there's just nothing like it in the world uh we came nose to nose russell with uh, a few big bison in yellowstone yeah we did some years uh, ago that was on the snowmobiles yeah yeah got some good video on that. great yeah. memories all right guys we're gonna cut you loose it is uh road tripping with bob and mark road tripping with bob and mark.com mark wade bob grove thank you as always you bet thank you
Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.